Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Suddenly, cycling is cool again. At the height of the lockdowns of the last two years, more and more people braved the mean streets of Manila on two wheels. Why did this start exactly? The commuters who suddenly couldn't find the public transport to use given the restrictions imposed by ECQ and the capacity restrictions on public transport modes. And secondly, the health professionals, many of whom uh, required commuting to work. Not everybody obviously have uh, their own private vehicles. That was the voice of Alberto Kimpo. Quezon City's Assistant City Administrator for Operations. And this is the story of how Quezon City began reimagining transport with the help of a college thesis. I'm Franco Luna, Puma Podcast. Doon pa lang siya sa very start ng pandemic. Yung interview ko, I already mentioned that, oh, I did a thesis for a bike lane network which has the designs na if you're interested to implement it. I went into depots that time thinking na, okay, I'll try to pitch my bike lanes and then let's see if I get anywhere with this. That was engineer Ramir Angeles, the former student behind the thesis. He's now actually a special operations officer too at the office of the city administrator in Quezon City. That's what he meant by noong interview palang, as in noong nag-interview siya sa City Hall. Anyway, as a cyclist himself, he knew that pushing for better infrastructure had to start with getting to know the community. My research question was, like, as a planner, how can I design a bike lane network that's really meant for the people who are already cycling in Metro Manila, in the Philippines? Even if there's no bike lanes, people will still cycle. Because well, there's a lot of reasons for them to cycle. It could be economic reasons. It could be fitness could be leisure. In his thesis, entitled Demand-Based Design for the Expansion of the Kalayaan Avenue Bikeway, he argued that a network based on the routes and destinations of cyclists would serve bike commuters better than lanes based on the city's roads. Romero says that in the past, roads were simply made to accommodate bike lanes without taking into account where people were actually riding to and fro. Because what I basically did was that I interviewed cyclists in the area, so I survey ako, and then that actually involved me just cycling around Kilian Avenue, uh, stopping cyclists and then talking to them. So I spent a few weeks going around Kilian Avenue. I interviewed, I think it was a hundred cyclists lang, and then uh, an additional, probably less than another hundred online. Along with his surveys. He gathered CCTV footage from City Hall to map out the usual routes of the city cyclists. How did he get Metro Manila's biggest city to adopt his idea? Everyone's focused on COVID-rated stuff, so the only work I was really doing I was encoding and cleaning their data for ano ayuda. And then I suddenly got a call na oh ano hinahanap ka dito for ano for bike lanes. And I was like, huh, this is real, <laughs> you know. Late pa ngayon, like I had to 
rush and then I guess mm-hmm. pass a second to City Hall. That same day, then they brought me down to Mayor Joy to pitch. After that initial meeting, because I had to scramble up PowerPoint to present, so I whittled down one of my thesis presentations to make it presentable. His pitch was accepted on the spot. It all happened within just a few hours. Here's Alberto Kimpo, QC's assistant city administrator again. He got on board and then um, shared with us his designs, uh, his network, his output of his undergraduate thesis. And uh, that is already what you see as our bike lanes phase one, all 93 kilometers of them. Pretty soon, we're already going to start marking our bike lanes phase two. Ramirez far from the first person to propose protected bike lanes. The difference was... His idea came from a very personal place. You know, if, if you bike a long time, you see all the things that happens in the streets, like you become the bike advocate, you know. You understand why people need bike lanes. You get to know your fellow bikers. Terrible things like there's people you know that die on the road. So that's one yeah. of the like the really bad things that uh, really made me want to push for good biking infrastructure, you know. Ramir today is one of the city's foremost technical consultants when it comes to planning the bike lanes. But more than anything, he wants to see cities across the Philippines move away from a car-centric transportation system. The majority of car drivers don't see driving as a fun activity. They do it because they have to go to work. You know, The biggest thing kasi, is that it's really about sustainable transport. Kasi, as we move forward, like uh, as the years go by, you know, the generations come and go, we really can't having a car-centric transportation system. You can already see it now. I was saying to a lot of people, like, imagine everyone in Quezon City has a car and uses a car to get to work, to get places. You can't really go anywhere. There's going to be traffic in every single street. If you say it like that, it becomes easier to understand. Because even car drivers agree that not everyone in Quezon City should drive. Say traffic is easy to understand. If you have the information structure, the incentive, you know, the facilities to encourage it. Eventually, you're going to run out of reasons to not consider cycling to work. There's no doubt modern and sustainable transport still has a long way to go in the Philippines. But Ramir sees great hope in the next generation. I would really want to share to those who are graduating, you know, would be to go to government talaga. Kasi... Uh, the demand is really high. There's really a lot of room for planners that can plan for sustainable transport, active transport in every LGU, basically. All these bike lanes that even if they're not in place yet, it's going to be the younger generation of cyclists who see everything that's going on now. So they see a lot of people cycling. They see why bike lanes are being put up. You know, they listen to the cycling advocates, the planners. They understand what's going on, you know, what's being done, what has to be done, why, why we're doing it. If they go into the field, so they're, they're going to be the ones picking up where we left off, you know. And that was today's episode of Teka Teka. Again, I'm Franco Luna. This episode was edited by Presh Capistrano and produced by Kat Ventura. For more on sustainable transport in the Philippines, check out our sister show, A Better Normal. If you like this episode, share it with a friend or two. And of course, don't forget to follow Teka Teka and Puma Podcast wherever you listen. Maraming salamat po.
Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.